Welcome to episode number 39 of the Jackson Hole Connection, brought to you by the Liquor Store of Jackson Hole, happily serving the community of Jackson Hole and the surrounding valley for over 35 years. Please visit thejacksonholeconnection.com slash TLS to learn more. Hello, I'm Stephan Abrams, your host for the Jackson Hole Connection. I believe if you desire a truly fulfilling life, both professionally and personally, then you must be willing to find a connection with people outside of your everyday circle of influence, which is why I created the Jackson Hole Connection podcast. Today, you and I will go on an exciting journey with my friend, Sandy Hessler. Sandy is a teacher, mentor, mother, and thought leader who says, we create the world we want. I first met Sandy as a student when I was enrolled in her startup intensive program about three years ago. The ideas, perspectives, and tools I learned from Sandy opened a path toward a shift in personal life and business life. Today, we'll cover Sandy's new blog, Six Minutes Daily, why she created a course on leadership, and how awareness is important to clear the fog for a crisp vision. Sandy, so awesome to have you here today for the Jackson Hole Connection, and it's always a spectacular day when I get to spend some time with you. Thank you for coming. Uh, Stefan, thank you so much. It's really an honor and a pleasure. To let folks know, I will give a little bit of background that several years ago, I was a student of yours, and I feel as though now that we have met, I will always be a student of yours. And you were teaching a class, the Startup Intensive at Central Wyoming College in conjunction with Silicon Kular. And since then, you've always been an inspiration and a guiding light for me, and I, I appreciate what you have taught me in the past. Well, back at you. You teach me so much. <laughs> because this is the Jackson Hole Connection, and we have connected, and you have connected to this community so deeply, can you start by telling us how you landed here in this magnificent valley? Well, like many people, over to the west there, those mountains have a magnetism. So we first came... Uh, as a family in 2000 when a, uh, a friend had invited us and then kind of the giant sucking sound began. So we came out in the winter, the boys took up snowboarding, my sons kept hearing that we really needed to spend more time here in the summer. We were living in Boston and spending a lot of time on Cape Cod. And I said, why would we wanna do that? And then in 2003, we did spend two weeks out here in the summer. Um, by the time we left, we had a condo, and every year in the winter, the boys continued to beg to come out here for that big mountain over there and practice their snowboarding. So when my two oldest were going into their junior year in high school, we had this idea to do junior year abroad from Boston in Jackson because it's such a different world than Boston. And we came, and um, that was 10 years ago, almost. And, um, you know, life happens while you're, while you're planning other things, and it was an incredible experience. So four of my sons have graduated from Jackson Hall High School, and my daughter will graduate um, in Teton County next year. Well, we are all so much better having you and your family here in this community. Oh. <laughs> I don't know about that. but And so as I mentioned 
in the beginning, you teach a class called Startup Intensive, and you just finished another class as well through Central Wyoming College. What was the other class that you just... So um, the more that I've taught startup um, over these last six years, the clearer it's become to me that you can teach all the skills, but the biggest skill that makes the difference with many of us is this idea of leadership. And it's something we all talk about a lot all the time, whether it's politically or in our organizations or within ourselves, yet there's so few classes on it. So I um, brought that up to the powers that be at CWC. Um, I had taught leadership um, in different places in Boston, and they said, you know, as we look through the whole college ecosystem, there's really not a lot of leadership courses and there's not a leadership certificate being taught anywhere in Wyoming. So um, let's create it. And it was approved and we kicked off last winter uh, with people in a class called Foundations of Leadership. And we will do that class again this fall and then build on it with then a course that's very focused on individual leadership and a course that's focused on team and organizational leadership going much deeper. And the final course is really almost an internship and mastermind where you're on the job bringing in real life situations um, with all the background that you would have from the previous three classes. So uh, that's what we're doing. And um, the feedback was pretty powerful um, for that, from that first cohort of 30 people in the first class. So I'm excited to see where it goes. We had everybody from a junior at Jackson Hole High School uh, up to um, many men and women who are in their 60s and everybody in between. And I think it's that magic and that different differing of experiences and differing of what they walk into every day that really helps us um, find some commonalities that we're looking for in leadership and so much starts with knowing who we want to be and how we want to show up. I can say for being somebody that's in business and for quite some time now, that leadership almost sounds as though that we don't put enough emphasis on it because we get caught in the grind of making sure we can pay payroll, making sure we have people at our businesses. But right. when it comes to leadership, it just doesn't impact the people we interact with directly. But I feel like it kind of spiders along in so many aspects of our life. Because being a leader, you can influence people, our children, and our friends. And right. um, Well, and I think truly ourselves. I mean, to me, the word leadership and the idea of consciousness are incredibly intertwined. And leadership starts at home first. Have we clarified to ourselves, what are the values that we want to live by? You know, where are we going in life? What do we want in life? Why are we going down there? So that then as we know that in the conversations we step into, we can have that clarity and we can create alignment, whether it's in a family, whether it's with the team, with an organization. But I think so often we get busy in this action-packed, ready, aim, fire, ready, fire, aim culture that we don't always take that time and then we might end up places that we didn't really want to be and not really sure how we got there. 
Why do you think that we have this culture of ready, fire, aim? That is a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think somehow a lot of it, and you know, I'm 55, so um, over the last 20 or 30 years, success has become so aligned with financial success. And I grew up in a totally middle-class suburb outside Detroit where nobody had a lot, but nobody lacked for anything. And, you know, people knew each other. People took time. Kids did play kick the can at the end of the day. And it was enough. And, you know, it's funny. My mom laughs now. She still lives in the same house. That at night in the 70s, um, and 60s, when you would drive down the streets in our neighborhood, the cars would be in the garage. And she said, now when you drive down, the garages are so filled with stuff that the cars are all outside in the driveways and on the street. <laughs> and, you know, and it, it's a funny thing to say that. And I've laughed. I'm like, oh, mom. But I think there's some clarity that we've somehow gotten into the more stuff we have, you know, and I'm just as guilty. I have way too many sweaters and everything else, but th that's going to make us happy. And somehow that, that drive keeps going unless we choose to say, let's slow down and, and really look at what is success. I taught a couple workshops at the high school a couple of weeks ago, and I asked all of the kids, okay, sometime in the last six months, how many of you have sat down for one minute and just ask yourself a question, what is success for me? Whether it's today or this week or next month or this summer or in my life. Like, I don't even care how you define, you know, what it is. But have you slowed down and ask yourself that question? And everybody said no. And so we really talked about what does it mean if from the moment you wake up, you know, your phone is buzzing, there's text their social media and you start running and you never take that time so I think you know that's another piece that somehow financial is so much pushing us but also we're just so distracted with so much digital media that we don't have time to breathe and remember who we want to be yes so. thank you <laughs> sorry for that long-winded no I I asked the big question I get the big answer <laughs> right <laughs> I was talking to somebody yesterday and we were talking about some of the same things that you just pointed out and, and touched on. And in earlier, you had also mentioned what are our values in life and you take people through that process so people can identify because to be a great leader, you have to know who you are and what you value and what is important and what impact you want to make in, in life. Absolutely. And what does it look like for somebody to go through that process? You know, the process is really a simple one. The making that process living is a lot more challenging. So the first piece in almost everything I do and stuff, and you went through it back a couple of years ago in startup, it's literally pulling out a page that anybody can get off the internet on, you know, commonly thought of values. There's, there's pages of them. And just asking yourself, how do you want to show up? Not necessarily how are you right now, but if you could think about the words you would want someone to use to describe you, whether it's uh, a family member, a friend, a spouse, a coworker, 
a boss, um, someone you work with on a team or in the community or in your church, and they all came together, what kinds of words would you want them to use if they were talking about you that you get to choose? And then you circle those and you go through a bit of an iterative process to get down to the three to five that are the most important. And so then, you know, I just say, okay, put them on a sticky and put them on your computer for a few weeks. Put them on your mirror in the bathroom for a few weeks just to breathe them in and see how they feel. Like it might be that there's a value that's missing or it's might, it might be that one of those values doesn't quite feel right. But it really is the first piece of just awareness. Have you thought about that you put down thoughtfulness or you put down a hard worker or you put down making a difference and just by seeing it on a consistent basis that when you go in the busyness of your day, some little voice in you when you may maybe jump to react or you feel stressed reminds you that if you want to be thought of as thoughtful, if you want to be thought of as full of integrity or as a hard worker or as disciplined or as organized, what are you going to do in this moment to make that choice that would describe that value? It really is simple and the simplest things sometimes are the most challenging for me as well as as other people just to um, continually remind myself. And I remember going through that process and part of me not just going through the process was a learning experience, but because I had never given myself the time to sit and think and reflect about what words I felt I could use to describe me and who I want to be, because I was in that whirlwind of chaos and going through the process that you offered in the startup intensive did help ground me and slow me down enough to um, discover those values, those key values. And I recommend for everybody to go through that process. It's a huge, I mean, it's mm-hmm. such a simple thing, but I think, you know, I have this, this new website and I'm writing a blog and, and the tagline is quiet shift in seismic change that it's not like we need some massive epiphany it's it's not like we have to wake up and say I need to be somebody completely different it's not that at all because I really fully believe we are each amazing and have so many gifts and it's allowing ourselves to look inside and quietly open those and also you know the more you read and all this stuff, it's also forgiveness. Forgiveness of our past mistakes, forgiveness that other people in our lives or in our families might not have been as perfect as we wish they would be, whatever that means, and just say we're all doing the best we can. But again, the more we can become aware of how do we wanna show up and why are we doing that, then we have the, the power to start making different choices. So you opened up a new can of worms here (laughs) (laughs) and we're going to head into a new direction to learn about six minutes daily. And I'm lucky enough to be on the, on the list. So (laughs) I've received those emails um, that are coming out weekly, correct? Yep. Every Thursday morning. And it's a great part of my Thursday morning. Oh, you are so kind. (laughs) (laughs) And tell us a little bit more about more of your purpose of, and how you came about of wanting to create six minutes daily 
And what is your plan with Six Minutes Daily? Sure. Um, thanks. And thanks for reading those on Thursday. So for years, anyone who's known me has heard me talk about, you know, I want to write the book. And I have like five books that are somewhere between a third and a half written. And I do workshops and I do coaching and, and teach the startup intensive. In all of these different places, what I see is everybody, at least the vast, vast majority of us, you know, want to become all we can be want to reach into our full potential, want to, to lead really meaningful lives, which is incredible. Um, and there's a gazillion books out there and tapes and, and wonderful inspirational stuff. The, the interesting thing is making behavior change is really hard. I mean, Ooh, how, right? Like, <laughs> you know, how many vitamin bottles do I have in my cabinet where I took 10 of the vitamins and I was so into, you know, how I needed CoQ10 or vitamin D or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm not taking them anymore. And how it takes 30 seconds to, to drink, to swallow vitamins. So behavior change is a challenge. And the idea of how can we create some tools, some reminders, kind of like the sticky on your mirror, to just remind ourselves of the things we do know to be true. Like we feel better when we breathe in and quiet down just for three minutes. You know, data shows when we set intentions, when we write something down of what we want to create, what we want to be aware of, things can happen. The data from so many different places continues to show that when we live in a mindset of gratitude, our physical health is better, our emotional health is better, our relationships are better. So I don't know where it came from. The universe, one of the snowstorms we had this winter, something to just say, well, what if we created accountability tools around this idea of both mindfulness, intention, and gratitude? And, you know, there's many apps out there on writing down gratitudes. There's many apps out there on various forms of mindfulness and meditation. Um, we haven't found one that really tries to bring all three pieces together. So the app has been in development for about six months now, and the, the beta will be launched to anyone who wants to try it in June, where it does combine really a meditation app with the voice to texting journaling ability um, for both intention setting and gratitude with as what one person who is on the design team said, a little bit of your own inner counselor. So there'll be reminders, hopefully, appropriate and funny throughout the day just to help you if you haven't done your six minutes daily and then as we create it um, I journal to myself so I just decided why not in building the audience every Thursday um, share some of those and just to get the feedback you know is this interesting to people does it make a difference um, and it's been really nice to get feedback to say these are the things that I know I should do and really helpful with the reminder and so. so that comes out in June, you that said? That comes out in June, yep. And you'll, people will learn about this through the blog? If They'll learn on... about it through the blog. We're also putting together a whole marketing 
plan to announce it. We're going to have a slow launch this summer, really, people who are involved in the blog, just to make sure I'm not a technologist, as you probably remember from startup. So to make sure that you know all the bugs are out of it, how can we really make it as effective as possible and as user-friendly so that the major kind of national launch will be next fall. Um, and our whole desire is in this accountability, can we create kind of a community of support for all of us. So it could be, you know, let's say, you know, with your various companies, if everybody got on the app, there's supportive things to, to really reinforce, hey, Stefan, great job. You know, you've really done six minutes daily for the last two weeks. So rewards, different ways to, to support people and use positive peer pressure. Spectacular as part of it. So it really, you know, it's super simple and it's this whole idea of we really do get to create the world that we want. And, you know, you're a father of great sons. I'm a father, a father, I'm a mother of, <laughs> a, <laughs> a, you know, a mom of, of wonderful kids. And I want them to be able to walk into a world that's compassionate and abundant and full of opportunity and safe. So this is my way of trying to help us all wake up to our own power. I think it's going to be a huge hit. <laughs> we have more to come from Sandy after this quick message from one of our sponsors. Have you ever wondered how to make one of those cool cocktails you enjoyed at your favorite restaurant? Ever look at a wall of wine and wonder, why does all of this exist? Did you know beer and food can complement each other? Well, all these answers and more can be discovered at the liquor store of Jackson Hole. That's right, the knowledgeable and friendly staff love making your experience one to remember. Please stop in to say hello to the fun and friendly staff and discover something new to make your taste buds dance. Visit thejacksonholeconnection.com slash TLS for more details. And I love the, the timeline that you've set for yourself and that you're able to actually publicly say that because I think in today's world so much of what we search out is immediate validation or immediate reward and you're saying we're doing a soft launch this June but next fall after we get the bugs out so you're saying that I don't have to go national I don't have to make this thing big all of a sudden because I want to make it right right and you're willing to take the time to test it and plan it and instead of it just being what some people perceive as the overnight success versus what really happens with successes is it takes time right i always remember what comes to mind this dates me but um when field of dreams came out and kevin costner was everybody's superhero back whatever probably 25 years ago now and he was the overnight success. And I remember hearing in an interview with him that said, yeah, I'm the overnight success that's been working in the industry for 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, that it really it goes back to what we were talking about earlier in this, somehow we think running and being busy. And again, I'm just as guilty having been on that treadmill for so long as well, that that's what success is. And so I'm really trying to, to walk my own talk to say let's do it slower and let's make sure that it's it's really meaningful and it works and it's supportive and it's about making the behavior change and supporting all of us and not 
you know, how quickly can there be any financial gain if there will be any financial gain? I do have to laugh that here I teach startup and it's a real focus on, you know, you need profitability at the end to be a business. And with my team, we're, we're deep into saying, okay, let's really look at, this is so fun to do, but we do need some kind of financial model. And um, so we're looking at that now because it costs a little bit of money to make this app. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it does, unless you're developing it. <laughs> and I would not be the one to be able to do that. I'm lucky I can open email. <laughs> um, no, I'm sure you can do more than open an email. You have four boys. You have plenty of resources for that. Yes. But thank you for bringing your mindfulness to to everyone else and seeing that you have something that you can share with, with everybody else to where we can make our lives better. And I so appreciate how you don't just talk about business, but it's also personal life. It's what we do family at, at home and how we touch the small people that we that we have. And so we can get so caught up in work, 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 but it's important to stop and take care of each other on the personal level. Absolutely. Because truly, why else are we here? Eat crawfish and drink beer? <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> and it is almost Friday night. Um, but it is, you know, the older I get, the more, I guess, unafraid I get. When I was at the Kennedy School at Harvard, I uh, once got a text from the dean who said, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you've created miracles because you're not afraid to use the word love. You know, and at Harvard, that's not a word that's used a whole lot. Um, and the older I get, the more I realize that is the essence of everything. You know, if we love the earth, we're going to do things to make sure that it's around longer. As we care for and love each other and our families, then we really help everybody rise up in a really um, healthy way. And there's way too much depression and anxiety and addiction in our world right now and if i can do something small to help that you know be reduced or shifted um, then hopefully it will be a life well lived it, it will be and i know all of the people that you impact and share your um your love for that they will be better people and be able to share and spread that uh kindness and love with everyone else and they can have really profitable businesses. I mean, that's why I so honor and admire all of the things that you do. And I've seen you with your wife and your boys and what you give to the community. And you really are the exemplar of what we're talking about here. Um, thank you. And keep on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. And, and thank you. I want to talk a little bit about what you had just said. It's still okay to make money, to have a profitable business. Absolutely. We have to. And where do you think the conflict or comes in where people are like, can I be a good person and still make money? Or is there something where some people perceive there's something wrong with making money? Now, how can people disconnect that and understand that you can still do good when you make money, especially when you do it the right way. Right. Well, money is just an energy. Money is just 
you know, the thing we use to, to exchange other things. Um, it doesn't have a value. It's not negative. It's not positive. It's just what we've chosen to use as an energy in exchange. You know, uh, what's his name? Sean Anker and, and many others have a TED Talk on happiness that really talks about data-driven. In this world, we so somehow have said happiness is on the other side of accomplishment, achievement, acquisition. And so as soon as we get something, we keep thinking that's going to make us happy. But the way the human brain works is as soon as we get something, it moves the goal line. And unless we have, if that's a horizontal line, I think what we need to just balance it with is the vertical line going back to what we talked about earlier of values. So if we can say, here's how I want to show up in my values as I acquire, accomplish, build fun things, then we're going to have those two axes in balance to make decisions that both make businesses profitable and hopefully, you know, do good things for our families, for the world, um, for the teams and the employees in the organization. So I think it's a very scary thing to only look at how am I going to just be those values because not many of us, at least not me, want to go live in a cave and just meditate all day, although that's a choice for people and that's beautiful. We do want the accomplishment and the achievement and, you know, the new pair of skis or a snowboard or whatever it is. Um, so it's the combination of being who we want to be with the drive that we have in our Western society to create things. Um, and I think as long as we have that balance, money won't become such a, a negatively viewed thing if you happen to be socially conscious or a powerful thing of I need more. It's just, okay, how do we do this together to create the life that you want? I read a book once and it said it's, it's not how money makes you feel. It's how the things that you buy with money that makes you feel. And that's people's driving force. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I think where money gets a bad rap is money gets way mixed up with power and force. Mm. Um, and that's where we can have a whole different conversation but we won't do that one today we're not going to do that yes. one today <laughs> <laughs> so you are still teaching startup intensive and can people join into the leadership program that you have yep so we will announce the leadership program um, registration for that this summer so they can sign up for that through central wyoming college in their um, their registration process and then we will continue to teach the startup intensive, the 10-week boot camp each spring in the off-season. And, and I think it's important for people to know and understand that even though they don't live here in Jackson Hole, they still have the ability to come and be attendees at startup intensive. Absolutely. And they still have the ability to be in the, in the leadership program as well. They do. And we also, through the technology at CWC, have been able, if you're in the CWC geography of Riverton and Lander, um, and we're, thinking, we're trying to figure out how to open it up using Zoom as well. So if other people want to register from other parts of Wyoming, and I'm sure other parts of the country, but we haven't done any marketing there, 
um, they could participate. Oh, spectacular. And if people want to connect with you, because you are somebody that can influence and move people's lives in the right direction. How can they connect with you, Sandy? Um, so the best way is just to go to Sandy at sixminutesdaily.com. And if you want to learn more about kind of what Six Minutes Daily is or read the blog blogs, they're also um, hosted on the website Six Minutes Daily. And we have a Facebook address of Six Minutes Daily with S-I-X, not the number. Thank you for clarifying that. I was about <laughs> yeah, to ask. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. Sandy, it's always a, a great delight to see you and be able to spend time with you. And this will not take place of a breakfast. So we will still <laughs> get together. Yes, we will still get together for a breakfast and keep making that positive impact and change in the rest of the world. And I'm going to quote you here, quiet shift in seismic change. That's it, baby. All we right. all have that power. Stefan, thank you so much. It's just such a pleasure to be here and great to see you. And I look forward to our breakfast soon. Indeed. Enjoy the sunshine. Thank you. You too. To learn more about Sandy and her blog, Six Seconds Daily, visit my website, thejacksonholeconnection.com slash episode number 39. I love hearing from my listeners and subscribers. So if you have feedback or suggestions, please send an email to connect at thejacksonholeconnection.com. Please remember, when you're in Jackson Hole, be sure to visit my friends at the liquor store of Jackson Hole. They love having new faces come in. I could not create this podcast without the support of my wife, Laura, my editor, Michael Morey, my musical director, Luke Taylor, and my marketing guru, Tana Hoffman. I sure hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to seeing you back for the next episode of the Jackson Hole Connection.